Hi, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker. We're excited to bring you this series of messages studying the time of Christ from the trial to His triumph. In this series, we'll look at the night before Jesus is crucified. Then we'll look at the seven sayings of the cross. Then we'll conclude with the resurrection. I'm excited to have Dr. Alan Barker preaching part of the messages and also Brother Justin Cooper from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, closing us out on the resurrection of Christ. Hope you enjoy this message today. All right, thank you for tuning in again today. And uh, I appreciate all of those that are listening today um, by way of internet. If you're watching the service um, or if you're tuned in to our podcast, we sure thank you for taking out time to tune in and to listen to this um, nine message series uh, on From Trial to Triumph. If you have your Bible today and you want to look with us, we'll be in the book of Luke chapter number 23. Luke chapter number 23. And of course we're dealing with the seventh saying of the cross today. The seventh saying of the cross today here out of Luke chapter number 23. And then tomorrow, um, thank God, will be Easter. Amen. And I'm looking forward to that. And uh, don't forget the last message will air tomorrow, um, preached by Brother Justin Cooper, um, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, and uh, you don't want to miss that. Luke chapter number 23, I want to read one verse in our hearing today and give you a thought out of here, out of Luke 23, verse number 26. The Bible said this, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, Into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Let me read that latter portion again. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. I want to preach on this thought for a little while today. The last of the seven sayings of the cross. uh, And preach on the parting today. The parting today. Father, I I sure need your help. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for uh, allowing us to do this series. Thank you, God, for technology today. Thank you, God, for allowing us to preach by way of internet and by way of podcast today. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd take our feeble efforts today, God, and that you'd bless up. I pray, God, that you'd use us for a little while as we preach today. God, no doubt we're standing in a place where in the arm of the flesh we'll do nothing but fail, but I pray that he, the Holy Ghost, would anoint us and use us and help us for a little while today. I pray, God, that you'd give us clarity of thought and clarity of speech. Uh, Save that sinner closest to hell, uh, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Uh, Amen and uh, Amen. Again, I want to look into this message for just a little while today and preach on the thought of parting for just a little while. As we come to the end of Calvary, we must remember that Christ was not a victim of circumstances. Christ did not lose control on Calvary that day. Christ was still in control. And may I say this 
to you today if he would have wanted to call uh, uh, 10,000 of 10,000s of angels uh, uh, to come and rescue him that day, uh, he could have. Can I say it even more uh, uh, than that? Can I say this? If Jesus uh, would have simply wanted to get down off the cross uh, and walk away that day, uh, he could have. But he chose himself uh, to stay on a Calvary that day. Christ should have died long before uh, he did because of the horrible abusing uh, his body experienced in the trial uh, and the crucifixion. But he kept himself alive uh, until all things uh, would be fulfilled. Uh, can I say that to you again? He kept himself alive. They could not kill him and we'll see that by the end of the message today. But Jesus chose to keep himself alive that day so that prophecy could be fulfilled. And not only that, but so that you and I could be saved from hell. This is the last of seven sayings. Between the first and the last of these utterances, he hung there for six hours. Three spent in suffering at the hand of man and Satan. Three spent in suffering at the hand of God. As the sword of divine justice was awakened to smite Jehovah's fellow during those last three hours, God had withdrawn from the Savior, evoking that terrible cry, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But now it is all done. The cup is drained. The storm of wrath has been spent itself. The darkness is past, and the Savior is seen once more in communion with the Father, and it will never Nevermore be broken again. Can I say this in passing? I didn't preach this part of it, but can I say this in passing? When he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? From everything I can study, that's the first time he approaches him as a God. It has always been Father, and even after that we see now it is Father again, but at that moment, he was not approaching him as father when he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? At that moment he was approaching him as a God. And here's the reason why. The wrath of God was poured out on the darling Lamb of God. And the darling Lamb of God had become sin for us that day. He had become you and I. I am crucified with Christ. He had become you. He had become me that day. And he cries out, my God, my God. But when we come to this statement, he says, Father, into thine hands I commend my spirit. That fellowship with God the Father and God the Son has now been restored 
once again. Man die the way that they live and deathbed sometimes uh, uh, brings the truth out. How did Jesus live? His life was centered around one thing uh, and that was doing uh, what his father had for him to do. Let me say this to you today. Father, he says that day, how often the word was upon the Savior's lip. The first word of the cross was Father. His first word recorded was, or his first words recorded was this, Wished ye not that I must be about my Father's business? Think about this with me. And what was probably his first formal discourse, the Sermon on the Mount, he speaks of the Father 17 times. While in his final discourse to the discourse to the disciples, the uh, the Paschal Discord found in John 14 through 16. The word Father is found no less than 45 times in the next chapter, John 17, which contains what is known as Christ's great high priestly prayer. He speaks to and of the Father six times more. And now in the last moments of his life, he speaks every he lays down his life and says once again, Father... You see everything about Jesus' life from the beginning to the end when we think about it. On his 33 and a half years here on earth, there was one thing that Jesus uh, had in his mind uh, and that was pleasing uh, his uh, Father. He starts out, Father in this statement. Let me show you two or three things and then I'll be done. Number one, I want you to note this with me today. He died praying on Calvary. He died praying that day. People die different ways, saying different things, and even doing different things. But can I say this to you? Jesus died Praying. This shows us how Christ is in, in communion with God. Communion with God is by faith, and faith is not affected by the things of our sight. Can I say that again? Faith is not affected by the things of our sight. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, or faith is, is evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And can I say this to you today? I know I didn't quote that verbatimly, but can I say this to you today? Faith is not what we can see, but faith is in what we can't see. And Christ's communion with God is by faith, and faith is not affected by the things of our sight. He died praying in communion with the Father that day. No matter how unpleasant our outward lot may be, it is our unspeakable privilege to enjoy communion with God. Yes, it seemed very dim that day on Calvary. It seemed and Jesus was taking his last breaths of humanity for three days. But he still had communion with the Father that day. I thought about this. 
Just as the three Hebrew boys enjoyed fellowship with the Lord in the midst of the fiery furnace, as Daniel did in a lion's den, as Paul and Silas did in the Philippian jail, and as the Savior did on the cross, so may we, whenever we are, wherever we are, Christ Christ had rested on a crown of thorns that day. But beneath were the Father's hands and he still had communion with the Father that day. Christ dies praying to God. He died praying to God. And I want to say this to you and I today. What a privilege, what a privilege, what a privilege it is to be able to pray to God today. I'm so thankful that I can approach the throne room of grace. I'm so thankful that I can pray today. And Jesus is teaching us in his death that he is praying to his Father. Number one, Christ died praying to God. Number two, I would say this to you today. Christ died believing in God. He not only died praying to God, but Christ died believing in God. Christ had faith in God to take care of His Spirit. And His prayer calmly expressed that fact. Think about this with me today. For more than 12 hours, Christ had been in the hands of men. Of this hand, he spoken to his disciples when he uh, uh, forewarned them that the Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men uh, and they shall kill him in Matthew 17, 22 and 23. Of this hand, he made mention amid the, uh, uh, the awful Solomites of, the Gets, uh, uh, of Gethsemane. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, uh, the hour is at hand. And the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. In Matthew 26, to to this the angels had reference of the resurrection morning, saying to the woman, He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again according to Luke chapter number 24 we read that voluntarily had the Savior delivered himself into the hands of sinners and now voluntarily he delivers his spirit into the hands of the Father you see Jesus believed that God would take care of him I can say it this way what we would know about grace today I would say this Jesus had the dying grace of God that day. He died believing that God would take care of him. Three days later, the Father raised him up from the dead. Forty days after that, the Father exalted him high above all principalities and power and every name that is named and set him on the right hand of God in heaven. Jesus that day died and he died praying but he died believing there's no doubt in my mind he believed that God would raise him again I understand today 
I completely understand the deity of Jesus. I understand that Jesus was as much God as God is God. But also I believe in the humanity of Jesus. Matter of fact, Hebrews talks about that we have a high priest that is able to be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Uh, Jesus went. Uh, the Bible said that he was tired uh, and he was wearied from his journey. It is showing us uh, uh, the humanity of Jesus. But can I say this? Yes, he was human, but he was deity also. And I say all of that to say this. In his deity, he knew what God would do. But in his humanity, he believed that God would take care of him. I want to say this to you today. I'm 41 years old, and as far as I know, I'm in good health. I have to take some medication for arthritis, but besides that, as far as I know, I'm in good health. But the day will come. The Bible said it's appointed unto man once to die. The day will come that I will die. The day will come that I'll lay my head to rest. But I want you to hear me and hear me well today. When that day comes I have no doubt that God will see me through safely this far. Jesus has brought me and there's no need to doubt him now. Jesus that day has he died on Calvary. He died praying, but he died believing that God would take care of him. He died praying. He died believing. But can I show you this lastly today? Christ died honoring God. He died praying to God. He died believing in God. But Christ died honoring God. Honoring God. When Christ entrusted His Spirit into the hands of God, it was showing honor to God. And I want to ask you this question today. If we're going to die honoring God, we're going to have to live honoring God. And here's the question. Are you living honoring God today? Jesus died honoring God. God that day. You remember when he prayed in the garden and and I know back in message number one dad preached on that probably some and I know he mentioned some of that but I, I want to say this. You remember when he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane and he prayed this. He said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Now I'm not quoting this verbatim but he said, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. He said, not my will but thine be done. You know what Jesus was saying? Here's what Jesus was saying. I want to be honoring to you, God. I want to be honoring to you. I want my life to be pleasing to you. Let me say this to you today. How blessedly he evidenced this all the way through his life. When his mother saw him in Jerusalem as a boy of 12, he said, Wished you not that I must be about my father's business. When it hungered in the wilderness after 40 day fast, and the devil urged him to make bread out of the stones, he lived by every word of God. 
When the mighty works which he had performed uh, and the message he had delivered failed to move his, his auditors, he submitted to the one who had sent him, saying, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things uh, from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes in Matthew 11. When the sisters of Lazarus sent to the Savior to acquaint him with the sickness of thy brother, uh, uh, of their brother, Instead of hurriedly going to Bethany, he abode two days still in a place where he was saying this, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. It was not a natural affection which moved him to action. But the glory of God, his meat was simply to do the will of the one who had sent him. In all things he submitted himself to the Father. See him in the morning rising up a great while before day in Mark 1.35 in order that he might be in the presence of the Father. See him anticipating every great crisis and preparing himself for it by pouring out his heart in supplication. See him spending the very last hour before his arrest on his face before God how fitly might he say, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. And as he lived, and as he had lived, so he died, yielding himself into the hands of the Father. This was the last act of the dying Savior. And how exquisitely beautiful, how thoroughly in keeping with the whole of his life it manifested his perfect life in the closing of his life to continue honoring his Father. Here's what he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. You see, we know that Jesus died that day praying to God. Jesus died that day believing in God. And Jesus died that day honoring God. May I say this to you and I today? Our prayer should be that we live a life praying to God. We live a life believing in God. We live a life honoring God. And if we'll live a life praying to God, believing in God, and honoring God, then we can come to our dying days and die praying to God, believing in God, and honoring God. What did Jesus do that day? Jesus honored the Father in everything that He done. I know as we close out today, it's Saturday, and our time in Jesus is now dead. We know after this statement, He's dead. But I've got good news. Sunday is coming. And I promise you, you don't want to miss the message on the resurrection tomorrow morning by Brother Justin Cooper. Father, thank you for allowing us to spend this time with you by way of video or by way, Father, of podcast. Thank you, Lord, that you did die, but I sure am grateful that you didn't stay dead. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we can study your word. And 
Thank you, Father, that you died praying, that you died believing, and you died honoring. In Jesus' name, that name that's above every name, we pray it. Amen and amen. At the close of the day, I would like to say thank you again for taking out time to listen to this message. Hope you found it to be a great help to you. You can also view it again on our YouTube channel, then also listen to it on our podcast. Our podcast is Amazing Grace Baptist Church, Mount Airy. I would like to say thank you to Dr. Alan Barker and also to Brother Justin Cooper for helping us with this series of messages. Hope that you found it to be a tremendous blessing to your life.